that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field. Men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. Fucking hardcore dick in the ass butterball foosball fuck it chuck it game time shit. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Oh yeah, this is definitely going in my cringe compilation. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. I'm Nick V here with my brother, Big Money Justin. Justin, are you glad baseball betting is donezo? Kind of. I mean, I had I had I had some ups and some pretty bad downs with, with baseball. It, that sport is so hard to bet. But like, I don't even know. Like the 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 dopamine when something hits in baseball, it's just, it's it's different. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but. It, it, it hits like a, a mouthful of a big league shoe. It's it's a special feeling feeling when you cash out on baseball, but it, it is hard. So I'm happy to move on to football. Got some college football bets going on recently. It's it's uh, it's a lot more fun. It is it is great to have it back. I think baseball is like out of all the major sports in the U.S. right now, it has got to be the closest to its roots. Like the modern day NFL is so far removed from like when the helmets were squishy. Like, that shit is far in the past. But, like, your third baseman smoking a cigar, like, is pretty close to modern day. Like, you know, they're still, they're still like you said, they're still doing the big league chew. Managers still yeah. come out there pretending like they're they're doing something. It's very, it's very funny. It's very close to, like, the, yeah, the early American the sports. Yeah, the uniforms are the same. I mean, and, and like, the, the rules and officiating. I mean, we, we saw an umpire... Couple days ago, in the the Rays and Yankees game, two two on base, three two pitch count, and the Rays are down by one two to one on runs, and very clearly you can see on you can see on the program you can see the box the strike zone, which is always perfect, and you can very clearly see the ball was a good five inches below that strike box, and the umpire called it a uh, called it a strike when it should have been a ball on a walk, and it, you just have to live with it. The dude standing standing behind the 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 hitter is like, nope, it's a strike, and that's game. No review, nothing. It's fucking crazy because you can see it. You can see it. everyone they knows. Should not put it on the TV. ESPN should not show you the strike zone. Like you see the objective reality. Yeah. And in re- real time, and right. they don't. They're just calling it. You know, with they're squinting in these tiny little glasses. It's it's that's baseball, man. It's mind bending. I don't know. It's it's insane, and to live and die by like something that flies out of the way and like kills a fan and it's a strike right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i've never i've never liked betting baseball and that is why we're all so excited football is back bills traveling to la to play the rams spread is two and a half this one's a little bit lower both are minus 110 that over under is at 52 and a half bills are minus 135 on the money and then Rams are just plus 115. What do you like doing here with this one? I mean, it's not really skewed in either team's favor very heavily in terms of these early lines. What do you like here? Is it is it two and a half on DraftKings? DraftKings says two and a half, yep. Yeah, that's the one that's on Caesars, too. I, th- I think most books are going to have it at two and a half. It's going to be tough to get that field goal. If you if you can get can get the field goal... On the Rams, it's, it's it's huge. I mean, the difference between two and a half and three is pretty massive because you know a lot of games will end on a field goal 
and if the Bills do win by a field goal, then you, you at least push on that. So getting to that three number is probably unlikely. You okay over there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would, I'm looking at this. I'd rather just take the minus 135 on the money than give up the two and a half points. I mean, like you said, it's a field goal. Two and a half is not that huge. But still, if they win by a point, I'm okay giving up the extra 25. I don't know. Do you disagree? No. I mean, I, I talked about this literally the other day, is that in the NFL, I like looking at the the money lines more so than the spread because if you feel confident about something and you're willing to put money on it, like if you're willing to put a, you know, a solid unit on something, then why not just give a little bit more to take the money line when you know so many of these, so many of these games are decided between one and four points. I, I just feels like if you're confident, it's better just just to play it safe with with the money line. Spread betting in the NFL it can can be pretty tough, but um. And I mean, we've watched it. We watched it in college yes. all this weekend. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, all these larger programs are just fucking pounding these smaller schools because it matters how much you win by matters. But in the NFL, you have to protect your players. You have to get them off the field when the game is is firmly in hand. No one is trying to really pile it on on a, a Sunday night. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about betting college football compared to the NFL. And I know we're rambling a little bit. We'll get back to the Bills and Rams. But that's the cool thing about college versus NFL because when you talk about college football, you know the intentions of the team. They're going to try to score as much as possible. And the Michigan-Colorado uh, State game, that game ends up covering for, for Michigan or winning on the spread for Michigan. And they go for it on fourth and goal. To, to make it a 44-point game. There was no point in doing that, but they go for it because they're trying to score as much points exactly. as possible. Exactly. Sometimes the NFL, I think, goes too far in the other direction. You know, you'll see a team that's up by two touchdowns with seven minutes left to go, and they go run, 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 punt, and all of a sudden, if their team scores a touchdown real quick, it's like, oh, shit, we have a real game. Sometimes I feel like teams pack it in a little too early in the NFL. I, I agree. There's nothing worse than seeing, like, three minutes on the clock and then a three-and-out with all two-yard carries. Yeah, you're already winning the game. Don't hand the ball off. Like, what you're doing is working. And then you see Patrick Mahomes storm down there, score a touchdown, two-point conversion, and then, you know, we can turn the lights off. Back to Bills and Rams. Rams win a Super Bowl and open up as a home dog. Do you think that the Bills yeah. should be favored in this one? Yeah, I think I think I agree with it. I don't know. I, I think... I think it was at one, one and a half. I think one and a half is a little more accurate than two and a half just because the Bills are on the road. The Bills are so incredible at home that you know, if this was the other way around, I would totally understand the two and a half flipping or even three-point spread. But um, yeah, the, the Bills, I mean, there's just so much hype around them, and I think it's for good reason. They're my Super Bowl favorite. I think they have a chance to go unbeaten. I think they have a chance to at least go 15-2. and two. I, th- I, th- I think they're going to make waves. I think that they're good at every position. They're well coached. And I would say Josh Allen is probably, probably the player I would want the most of anyone going to the season. So I-, I get the hype around them. And the Rams will have their work cut out. It- it's good that they'll be playing in SoFi at home. And, but we're going to have to see how Matthew Stafford comes out uh, another another season late into his career after winning the Super Bowl and how, how he executes and plays. But this Rams team has brought everyone back, so they're they're fully loaded the Bills are fully loaded. It's it's really two juggernauts. It's a good way to start the season. A lot of people think this is going to be a Super Bowl matchup. And it very well could be. Um, and if it's not, these still very well might be the best teams in each conference. I like the Bills a lot. I do like the hype. I'm not even going to lie. I've been smelling it for a long time, but I still smell that 
a Josh Allen MVP. This might be the year. It I mean, comes you gotta to think eventually he's gonna win it. He the has way, to the way, guy, the way this guy plays ball, eventually he's gonna win it, right? Yeah, it, it it's inevitable to a degree. I am going to kind of shift into brain neutral here and just trust trust <clears throat> trust my gut a little bit. Bills money line. Let's let's wrap that up. That's that's my lock right here. I I like the Rams. Stafford's dealing with a little injury though, isn't he? He's saying he feels good. He's pumped up on morphine or whatever they've given him. Yeah, there was an elbow injury, which is like a very weird injury for the quarterback. You know, there was a question about that with Dak before. I mean, a lot of people were worried about Dak and his health. You know, when they say it's like a baseball injury, you worry about that. It's just like it's not something that'll t- completely take you out. But if there's some nagging pain in the elbow, I mean, you worry about that coming coming up later in the game when after you've thrown 30 passes. So. It is a little bit of a concern for Matthew Stafford, but I think he's okay. But it certainly doesn't push you to the Rams anymore. I had to pull up the line real quick. Josh Allen is the front runner for MVP, but still plus 650 for league MVP. Let's see, Offensive Player of the Year uh, and Offensive Player of the Year. He's plus 1,800 for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but but it's like, and it's a weird way. It's a weird thing because like. If you're picking him to be Offensive Player of the Year, it's like a very specific bet because you're picking him to be like second place. Like you're feeding yeah. the MVP at the same time. Yeah, that's a weird kind of groove. I mean, I don't know. I'd lay a little bit of money on the MVP odds, maybe. But do you like the Bills here? You're going to take them on the money line with me? Yeah, I, I won't go. I won't go on the spread this one. I'll, I'll take. I'll take Bills money line. Um, this should be a good game. It's not one I want to put a lot of money on. Um, I, I think the props are exciting to look at. I think I think I think you could be a little more profitable if you look at the props in this game. It's gonna be tough because this is this is gonna be a close game, just like it's projected. I expect a close game, but I believe in the Bills being able to to hang in there and and pull it out in, in the end. I just think they're so well rounded. I think they had the best player uh, on the field with Josh Allen, so. Aaron Donald is like close second, but I think Josh Allen is going to be the best player in this game. And that's the other thing to talk about here is both teams have pretty reasonable defenses. That 52.5, are we going to go under there? That that seems really high. No, I, I, I think it'll be right around there. So like, you know, I could t- definitely see 24 27 game. You know, I, I could see both these teams could score quickly with, with, with the playmakers they have. Talking about Diggs and Cup. You know, they're they're both great defenses, but you know they can get tired out pretty quickly. You saw in that that Chiefs Bills game when it came down to the end, it was like it was like a um, a a fifth round fight in UFC, where where both fighters were just kind of you know un uncorking the tank and just and just swinging, and it wasn't much defense. It was just blow for blow. I could see this in a similar fashion where the game just gets sped up and we start seeing blow for blow. So. It could go just under 52. Um, if it goes over, I don't think it'll go way over. But I think I think 52 is pretty sharp. I I wouldn't play the over under in this one. If I have to pick, my prediction is probably going to be under just because that's so high. But at the same time, this feels like a bet that either way you're on it, whichever way it goes, you're going to feel stupid. If it goes over, we're going to say, oh, well, obviously both teams are going to near 30 points. What were you thinking going under? If it goes under, we'll say 52.5 is crazy. Obviously, week one, no one's going to be firing like that. 
and both defenses are pretty stout. So I don't know that I feel like being made stupid. If I had to, I'd go under, but personally, I'm not playing that one. Now, you mentioned it earlier. There are some interesting player props. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah, so we can. the first one we can start with is actually uh, Cooper Cup. What do you got there? He is... He's he's always a big talking point when we talk about the Rams because just the massive production you get from him. But he is a 93 and a half yard receiving yards under or over. Which way do you like? I like I like the over. Um, the, the interesting interesting thing about Cooper Cup is that everyone knows he's going to get the ball, and they do such a great job, Sean McVay, of setting him up where he's he's still able to have production. Um, and so against a, a predominantly zone team in, in the Bills. I think he'll be able to find some spots. I think he'll he'll be the reliable go-to guy to start the season for Stafford. I liked it over 93.5, even though it seems a little high. On, okay. When you first look at it, it seems high. But if you look at his numbers, I don't think it's crazy. Well, if you look at that over-under line that we just talked about again, right? Vegas is predicting a high-scoring game. You don't get into the end zone unless guys are getting the ball. So if it's going to happen, someone's going to have to be catching it, running it, what have you. So I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I have one for you right here, though. Rush yards. I've got an over. You probably won't expect who it is. Josh Allen, over 37.5 rush yards. He averaged about 45 a game last year. This seems pretty easy for him to get over. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, you just have to wonder about the mentality of the team that going into the season. Do they want Josh Allen to stay more in the pocket and, and you know, just use his size to try to try to push the ball through, or is he going to take off a little bit more? If Leonard Floyd and, and Aaron Donald start breathing down his deck, is he going to take off? I think there's a good chance. I th- and he could he could have just one big run, and, and there it is. So 37 and a half, I, I think I'd look at playing the over there. I don't know that he'll have a 37-yard run, but like you said, it is possible. And even if he's doing a QB sneak, you know, that's going to add on. And if he gets flushed from the pocket, picks up eight, seven yards I think by the end of the game you'll cure enough I like the over there it's minus 125 but I think it is worth a play and real quick on Cooper Cup to, to back that up I'm gonna say go ahead and lock up the Cooper Cup 93 over 93 and a half go ahead and lock it up first prop locked of the season so he, he went over this line during regular season last year he went over this line during regular season last year 15 out of 17 times. Sheesh. One of the times he didn't cover, he was at 92 yards, so two yards short, and one of them was, was 66. But 15 out of 17 times, he went over. And a lot of these games, he's sitting at 130, 120, 150. I mean, he's just such a machine, and, and they really rely on him. So, And in a game like this, where your best players have to, have to play the best, I, I'm, I'm rolling with the over 93.5. Get this man to a sports book ASAP. Here's another one right here on the defensive side of the ball. We've got our sack props. Aaron Donald over under .75. So he's got to get to about a full sack here. Plus 150 to go over. Minus 205 to go under. You think Donald gets a sack on this one on Josh Allen? I think I think Donald is incredible. I think that, you know, as, as far as we talk about just, you know, position for position, who's the best player in the NFL... I think it's Josh Allen and Aaron Donald. They're right there, you know, pretty close. That's offense-defense. Yeah. But as far as defensive players go, he's definitely the best. But we talk about this prop. So he gets half a sack. It's not enough. He's got to get a full sack. 
there is no doubt in my mind that Aaron Donald is going to have a huge impact on this game. And the Bills, like every team, knows that they have to do their best, their very best to try and minimize his impact. However, I know that he, he'll still have his, his handprint on the game, but that doesn't necessarily mean he gets a sack. I mean, a lot of times just, you know, pressuring the quarterback, getting to throw the ball away is, is, is big enough. And, I mean, look at the Super Bowl. The biggest play of the game, the iconic play where Aaron Donald gets to Burrow, that play counted for nothing. It was not a sack. It was not a tackle. It wasn't deflection. That was a straight-up incompletion. But when we watched the play, it was almost basically a sack. It had had the same effect because he got to Burrow. So actually getting Josh Allen on the ground is so difficult. And you know they're going to try try the best to not let that happen. So... Um, over under 75 or 0.75 I wouldn't play this prop I mean he could have three sacks he could have a half he could have zero this one is tough to track in a game like this I, I would stay away from that prop plus 150 you get a good bit of juice there for it for only a single sack but like you said it is really tough to get there I wouldn't mind playing this one but I'm not putting many units on it I would just sprinkle just a little bit on that just in case he gets there like you said could be three could be none he is perhaps on a more interesting line here over under three and a half tackles plus assist minus 125 to go over minus 105 to go under you think he'll get to four tackles plus assist that's not a bad line that's, that's not that's not that's not too unreasonable i mean but again the bills are gonna try and minimize his impact they are going to throw the ball away from aaron donald make him have to really chase and work to get those tackles. They're not going to run up the middle at at, at 99. That's, that's not going to happen. It's doable, but like you said, they are going to try to stay away from him. I still think he's too good. I think you can't just choose for a player not to have impact. They may not try to run it right into his chest, but that doesn't mean he's not going to fly around and get some guys down, get some assists and solos. I'm playing the over 3.5 right here. This is my first lock. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, take someone out of the game. You can't you can't take someone's impact out of the game, but you can kind of pick your poison, either face Donald and let him make a play, or f- force yourself to be predictable and do something else to, to move the ball away from him. Another one down here on the same page. They have Bobby Wagner over under eight and a half tackles plus assist. Do you like the under there? Under eight and a half minus one thirty. Yeah, not going to play this one, but I guess I'd lean under. I mean, it's still going to take time for Bobby Wagner to get used to playing this Rams defense. A little bit different than Seattle. He was there his entire career, and now he's getting a little bit older. So, And Wagner's still great. He's proven he can still play at, at an older age relative to the NFL. But 8.5 is a lot to ask for in his debut. So lean o- under, but not playing this one. I'm playing the under there. You got one for me? So the two quarterbacks looking at Matthew Stafford and Allen. Matthew Stafford's uh, passing prop is going to be set at 268.5 on Caesar. Some sports books are a little higher. And the Josh Allen, you can find 274.5 on FanDuel. You think a lot of passing yards happen in these games? What would you do on these two props? Oh, man, this is a tough one. We could really see them both sling the ball. Both of them could easily go over. But with those defenses, we could see one or both go under. If I had to play an over, I'd probably take Allen's. And if I had to play an under, I'd probably take Stafford's. But these are so close to call. Yeah. The good thing about about these, if you do want to play the prop, is that we expect this to be 
of heavyweight matchup. We expect this game to be back and forth and fast-paced. You're not going to have a situation where your guy gets to 240 passing yards and then they pack it in and start running the ball. I mean, so these, both these guys are going to be going back and forth. So um, these lines aren't, aren't too bad if you want to play the over. And then you look at the touchdowns. It's one and a half each passing touchdowns for Stafford and Josh Allen. I'm gonna, I don't know about Josh Allen. They get in the red zone. They like to run the ball. They, you know, they'll have Josh Allen try to run in. But for Matthew Stafford and the Rams, I'm going over the one and a half touchdowns. I'm going to say lock that up. I I feel like Stafford, the way that the Rams play, passing the ball in, in the red zone, the quick passes to Cup, I, I like the over one and a half passing touchdowns one and a half touchdowns for, for Stafford. I think that's very attainable in a game like this. I mean, that's just, that's the Ram shit, right? Like, Stafford could pass for 300-something, and it wouldn't really tell you if they won or lost the game. I mean, we saw that happen with Goff when he was there. I think they're better, and I think they're over a lot of those weaknesses they had in the past. But, fuck it, this is a man's league. Let's let's say that they're going to go over. Let's see some some grown men, some professional athletes, not the college ball. Let's see these guys sling the pigskin. So are, are you in greens with me? I'm, I'm, I couldn't tell. Are you in greens with me on over one and a half touchdowns for Stafford? Passing yeah, yeah you, you brought me in. You brought me in. I'm not going to play the passing guards for Allen at the same time as I'm going to play his rush yards. I don't think that that's a wise combo. It's a little too specific for what would have to happen. Yeah. But the pass touchdowns for Stafford, like you said, they like him in the red zone. I'll take that with you. First first four games of, of last regular season, he went over one and a half. Let me ask you this. On the defensive side of the ball, is Von Miller still alive? If you pay attention to what they're saying in training camp, he is alive and thriving. But I've heard this story so many times. But once you get into regular season, there's a different speed. I, so I'm curious to see if Von Miller can keep up. What I saw from, from, him, from, from him last year, I wasn't all that impressed. I think he's had... I think he's he's far removed from his prime. Maybe he gets there and makes a play, but he's not gonna have the same speed and and, and uh, ability as other guys on defense like Floyd and and Donald. Maybe even Wagner. I think I th- I don't think he can play a full game every snap. Yeah, if you think that he's rejuvenated, there's some lines here that might be pretty appealing to you. If not, and you think Father Time has caught up to Von Miller then there's some unders here that I think are worth noting. Maybe, maybe, he, gets one, extra, maybe he gets extra burst of energy for, for the revenge game. but Maybe so. That's the other thing, right? But in this one, he is plus 165 to go over .75 sacks. Again, that three-fourths number. And the other line that you have here is the tackles and assist. He is looking at over under three and a half plus 125 if you like the over and just minus 170 if you like the under if you're putting together a parlay you might consider taking that under three and a half or at least i would consider it would you consider it i'm looking more at the offense but i i see the value there but i'm looking more at the offensive plays i got one more for you and then we can we can get off of the player props of this game Okay, let's give me one more. Let's see. One more. You ready for one more? Let's do it. Okay. Gabriel Davis over 64 and a half yards receiving. I like mm. I like this line a lot. And the lines kind of tell the story themselves. So Gabe Davis is 64 and a half. Stephon Diggs is 68 and a half. 
Okay. That's for good reason, because Jalen Ramsey will be on digs all night long. That's true. Gabriel Davis and, and, and Josh Allen actually have a really great connection that sometimes gets overshadowed by, by digs. But I think with, with Ramsey on, on digs, Allen's going to go the other way a lot. So I like the over 68, or excuse me, over 64 and a half with Gabriel Davis. I would put a soft lock on that one. I like it. I like it. All right. I have one final one here for consideration. Josh Allen, if you like the running, you like what he can do in the red zone, he is plus 170 to be an anytime touchdown scorer. Not bad if you think that he's going to dive in or run something to the outside and grab six points for his team. I believe that's all the time we got on this game. It's going to be exciting. Football is back. What a great matchup between the Bills and the Rams on Thursday night. It's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. And if we pick up where we left off in the playoffs, the Super Bowl, it should be a really fun game to watch. So looking forward to that one. No, they're not fucking around with this one. I'm glad to see a good game to open the year. What did we open with last year? Dallas and Tampa. It was a good game. It was a good game. It was a good game. But it's just, I think everyone kind of winces when they see America's team. and Because it feels so... It feels so, I don't want to say it's out of touch, but it just feels so obvious. You know, like, oh, this is going to be America's game of the week, and it's the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I saw the lineup for America's game of the week on Fox this year. Like, legitimately half of them are Cowboys. It just feels, it's not like, no one wants to see this. No one wants to see, like, the Browns beat their fucking helmets against the wall on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. No one wants to see that. But I think they're they're doing a good job being in tune here. These are not teams that are traditionally, you know, the landscape favorites throughout the larger United States. But these are two of the best teams that we have right now. And like you said, this could very well be the Super Bowl. So Yeah, they're two teams right now that that are really hot and they deserve attention. They deserve the spot. NFL gets this one right. They're going to give us some good football to open up on Thursday night. Looking forward to it. Oh, and don't forget to follow... Goal post gambling on Twitter, no O in post. Follow us for free daily picks. Never going to charge you a dime. Just your mental dexterity and patience. We will see you guys on Sunday for our breakdown and analysis of each game on football day. Football.